0: and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Spooky, Southern, and this week, kind of holiday. Yeah, we're we're tackling Christmas. Don't be too afraid here. I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your Florida man, Tony. And we'd like to remind you of our Facebook page, Instagram, and definitely
1: our Patreon. Yep, we're going to have some behind-the-scenes stuff in our new Patreon, so...
0: And we'd like to, for Christmas, ask that you give us some five-star reviews under our Christmas tree, Mm -hmm. or in our stockings, we don't mind. Either or. (laughs) So today, we're speaking with, bear with us, another Renaissance Festival friend of ours who plays a German toy maker, Nikolaus. But on our Pirates Christmas weekend, he goes full Father Christmas. And over the years, I've come to realize he has a wealth of knowledge about the darker side of Christmas traditions. Yeah, he's um, talked to me about some of that, and it's it's pretty crazy. Nicely spooky. Yeah. Some are quite long forgotten by most. Mm -hmm. From pagan roots to European development, we're going to talk about the spooky side of the season with our dear friend, Jeff Quick. No cute claymation specials or Coca-Cola Santas here today. Or the polar bears. <laughs> and no polar bears. No polar bears. Welcome, Jeff. We're so excited to have you here today. I know that sounds trite, but we are very <laughs> Yep. And Thank you. <laughs> and we're gonna start with the Renfair question. Of, of course, of course. How did you decide to play your German Toy Maker and Father Christmas? Well out at the I, festival.
2: <laughs> I started off as a playtron as Father Christmas for a couple of seasons. And Spyglass, who was the Pirate King and Santa Claus, decided to retire because of his help. My niece, who was working stage crew and was the village rat catcher, happened to mention to the management of fair that I was the Father Christmas walking around fair. So, for two seasons, I was special guest as Father Christmas.
0: Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I, I probably remember that, I just don't actually remember. Yeah. <laughs> I was aware of it at the time, we'll say. Right. <laughs>
2: And after that, my work situation altered to where I had weekends free.
0: Huzzah. So I
2: decided to audition. I did have to make management a promise that I would still do Father Christmas. Nice. Which I did, and the Toymaker was not the first choice for character. Oh, um, curious. The first, the first choice was based on Doctor John D. That name sounds familiar. He was a contemporary of uh, Queen Elizabeth I. He was a mathematician, a scholar, an astrologer, astronomer, businessman, sorcerer.
1: Um,
2: Ooh. So an English Rasputin is what you're saying. (laughs) More like uh, an English Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Nice. He was also a bit naive with a few things, but he got himself into some trouble. But then all of a sudden it dawned on me, well, wait a minute, I can just tie my regular street character in with my Father Christmas. So that was born the Bavarian toy maker, Nicholas Klaus. Nice. And if you're paying attention, you know that Santa Claus in German is Cinder Klaus. And there are
0: lots balls. of little hints. Like, I've noticed you have a walking stick that's actually like a little miniature hobby horse, and it's adorable.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, if you notice, that the hose I usually wear is green, and my doublet's red. That's
1: yes. true. Yep. And just as a note, I thought it was amazing. Last Pirate Christmas, he gave me a silver hammer. For Baron Maxwell. For Baron Ma-
0: Maxwell, Maxwell. Maxwell Silver, silver Hammer. <laughs> that, that was amazing. It was adorable. Yes, Father Christmas comes to the royal court and uh, asks what we want for Christmas, which and is also very fun to see the Queen sit on his lap
2: on those thrones. <laughs> yeah, the first time she did it, she didn't tell me she was going to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> and next thing I you know, I have uh, Queen Isabella sitting on my lap. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs>
0: <Mall And Santa. laughs>
2: we have had fun with it ever since.
0: And yeah, I no, will continue
2: I, to do this as long as I can, and as long as they want me to.
0: I suppose this is a follow-up question. Of obviously, you look the part. You have mm-hmm. that, you know, snow-white hair and the long beard and um, the slim build of the the more European.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Santa,
0: but not how did not, you... not the Coca-Cola factor. No. <laughs> okay,
2: okay. I have to correct you on something on the Coca-Cola one. Okay. Everybody assumes that the red outfit that he wears is because of Coca Cola.
0: I figured it was just the size, but
2: where did the red come from? Well, the the size is the time period. If you were healthy, you were bigger.
1: I miss those
0: days. (laughs) That's the affluent kind of can afford the food and all exactly. that. i am built for any century but this one just gonna <laughs> say that.
2: but the red suit actually happened in the 1890s on a christmas card for the first time Ooh. and so then it could Coca- have been any color <laughs> well before before that it was browns and, and it's been blue and with father christmas it's green and, oh. and sometimes saint nicholas it's white
1: See, I'd Ooh. always assumed like fall and cold colors were sort of like what he what he had going on. I guess right.
2: it depends on where we are in the evolution. Yeah, exactly. And a little fun fact: Saint Nicholas was bishop of Myra, which is in modern day Turkey.
1: Oh, I did not know that. And I was he
2: was Greek. of that? Oh, neat. Because Myra was a Greek colony. Oh. <gasps> so he was not european wide.
1: yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> he, was, he was very, olive complex. Olive-complected, olive yeah.
2: And also he had a temper.
0: I can imagine. Um,
2: yeah, he, you told me about that. <laughs> he once got his bishop title removed from himself and put in jail because another bishop said something blasphemous and he punched him in the face. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so, yeah, with some things he did have a temper, but he was very tender-hearted working to children.
1: Well, I, I think if, if you're in that line of work, you have to have a soft heart towards children. You really yes. do. Um, and not to get off the point here, but staying on point, actually. Really? There was the story about the little girl who went to the mall Santa and... Only wish that her dad would stop touching her. Oh, so yes. <laughs> so two, like him, and two of his elves met the guy in the back alley and beat the crap out of the guy. Interesting.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Is that Which, real or that was, urban legend? That's real. no, that's real. Ah, yeah, that's my really goodness. Real. I
2: have uh, heard about that. Nicholas of Myra would have done the exact same thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's interesting to realize in today's cancel culture that not everyone has always been as pure white and and virtuous as we would have them yeah, like people exactly. had temper people had bad days yeah. <laughs> so how did you i guess first get into i don't i can't imagine that someone as like a teenager is like i wish to be santa claus some i mean <laughs> maybe they are i don't know
2: no you it just have
0: this fascination with santa and father christmas
2: it just kind of a friend of mine mentioned i would make a good one so one year we just did it and then one of my things is i like The etymology of names: What do people's names actually mean? And you take my real first name, and you take it from its literal translation; it means "Lord of Gifts." Ooh! And my last name means a lively and jovial person.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. So
2: (laughs) I was given at birth, maybe prophetically, um,
0: (laughs) you were destined for this. The title of Santa Claus. Yeah, it's a very fitting name. So. I have just,
2: over time, grown into that role.
0: That's awesome. I guess... I don't know how to couch this exactly, but what do you like to bring to your dual characters at fair that's apropos to the Renaissance or earlier times, but most people in the modern era wouldn't be aware of? Um, Again, knowing that we're kind of used to the Coca-Cola 1950s kind of thing.
2: Well, one... Um, at fair, I'm Father Christmas, not Santa Claus. Yes,
0: True that. they exactly. are
2: two very different individuals.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: One of the things that a lot of people don't get is Santa Claus is from St. Nicholas and not Odin. Father Christmas is the winter aspect of the Green Man and could be considered coming from Odin. in Odin's aspect of the Grey Traveler.
1: Ooh.
0: Sounds like very like a Vigo prophecy or... A- <laughs> well... <laughs> It does sound, I think, more fascinating than yeah. just what we have, yeah. we know
2: now. And before World War II, Santa Claus didn't exist in Europe. Really? In well, it England, like we it have was... The... Go ahead.
0: I was just saying, it sounds like we have these variations of Father Christmas and St. Well, Nicholas.
2: Right. But not... St. Nicholas and Father Christmas aren't always the gift bringer in Europe.
0: You know,
1: it sounds like St. Nicholas
2: was the ass-kicker at some point. <laughs> right. Well, St. Nicholas has his own feast day. Oh. As December t- 6th. Yeah. And I guess we'll segue into the creepiness right now. Ooh. Because December the 5th is the Krampusnacht. The night of the Krampus.
0: And Krampus has been getting rather popular lately in yes, the and, U.S.
2: Uh, yes, and Krampus is a German... Austrian Northern Italy entity. Huh. Uh, and there are a lot of different descriptions of him. Most of the ones, yes, he has horns. He may be kind of, he's can be big, can be small. Sometimes has cloven hooves, sometimes claw feet. Um, the one in Italy has one claw, oh. uh, one cloven hoof, and one human foot. Oh, wow. So, what exactly is
0: Krampus?
2: Krampus is sort of the anti clause Santa Claus, of course, and Father Christmas bring the good children gifts. The bad children get a visit from the Krampus. Oh,
0: he's sort of the holiday boogeyman to get the kids to behave?
2: (laughs) Exactly. Um, In one instance, he he will beat them with birch branches.
1: That's quite serious. Wow, and what did Santa bring this year, son? Death. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, okay, well, that might be in, a little extreme. Well, in some cases, that was the Krampus. He would take away the really horrible children and devour them.
0: Well, that's kind of handy. He sometimes wow, depicted yeah.
2: either carrying a cage to put the bad children in or a basket on his back to take them yeah. away.
0: I remember seeing old
1: drawings of him and he's got a cage on his back with children in it. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: Sort of
0: child catcher from Chitty Bank Yeah, Bang Bang. Bang Bang. Horrifying.
2: In fact, during the uh, Victorian era, you could get Krampus Christmas cards.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool. It's nice that they had a dark sense of humor then, too.
2: (laughs) Well, Victorian era, something came back into fashion that had gone out of fashion, and that's the telling of ghost stories during Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was once done well before that, but then Oliver Cromwell and his crowd kind of came in and oh, we're not celebrating Christmas or anything like that. It's all, that's all bad. It kind of put the brakes on some of that, but it didn't have a resurgence to the Victorian era. I think it's very
0: and odd for, what, a, a strict Puritan to say Christmas is not Christian enough. You're right.
2: Well, at, at some point I would go into my dissertation on what was wrong with Cromwell.
0: Well, I'm a lot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and let's put it this way. He was not on... Santa's good list.
0: (laughs) That's a good way to put it.
2: And we'll just leave it there. But, um... Krampus... Naughty list. Uh, That's one of the things I do at fair. I tell everyone, Father Christmas tells everyone, I have three lists instead of two. I have my nice, I have my naughty, and then I have one I give to the Krampus.
1: Ooh.
0: That's kind of awesome.
2: So it's like, you don't want to be on that one.
0: I bet not. So is Krampus seen to be... Like a companion or a helper?
2: He actually is, in some countries, he is a companion, but he is a companion of Saint Nicholas more often than Father Christmas.
0: Interesting. I mean, here we have Rudolph, who was purely a recent invention, Mm -hmm. and various elves, I suppose, but what are some other Santa ish sidekicks that exist out there?
2: Well, uh, there's another German one that if you go to Pennsylvania Deutsch, country in Pennsylvania is called the Belschnickel. Oh my. In fact, they'll have Belschnickel instead of Santa Claus. Oh. He kind what of, is that? <laughs> the Belschnickel, or Belschnickel.
0: That doesn't sound any less hilarious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is He's from um, the southwestern part of Germany, near the Rhine. And he's the gift bringer instead of Santa Claus. Oh. And he wears... Regular trapper type furs. He he's not in bright colors, uh, but he brings gifts to the good children and switches to the bad. So he plays so both parts.
1: I remember. I, okay, so um, they made this movie called Rise of the Guardians. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. in it you see Santa Claus, but he is in trapper furs and stuff like that. And, and Russian, isn't he? Yeah, and but I think that's where no, he was German. Oh, was he? Yeah, so okay. I think that's where they kind of get uh, that. Rise of
2: the, of the Guardians. Work. He's he's not German. Is he's he, he not? He's Russian.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Something sort of But Eastern, I think though. that's where they got his look from, was he's in yes. the spurs and stuff like that. Yeah, well, he definitely had a distinct look.
2: Yeah. They were trying to combine looks with him. Mm. Because no. in Russia, they don't have Santa Claus. No. They have, um, Dead Mars, who translates as Grandfather Frost.
0: Oh. Well, that sounds like another good so, winter spirit. It's Jack's grandpa. I guess. Uh,
2: or, or we would say here, Grandfather um, Old Man Winter.
0: Okay, oh, okay, yeah, okay.
2: He's that kind of character. And he has a daughter that goes with him called, um, I can't remember the Russian word, but it means snow maiden. Oh. That travels with him.
0: Do you want to build a snowman? Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we've sort of gone around and touched mm. here and there and everywhere, but what would you say is the evolution of our... Christmas slash Yule figure, since we have St. Nicholas and Father Christmas. And like, we've mentioned, we're kind of Disney Park whores really, and yeah. we love going around Epcot. <laughs> and I know at Epcot at Christmas, they have every country's representation right. of what they have, including the Italian witch, I think.
2: Um, um, yes.
0: What is that, Baba Yaga or what? No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> no I, don't, I don't remember the name, but I was just, I was, I was hang just on, thinking. I think of I this.
2: actually have her, her, her listed here.
0: But uh, how maybe? did all of this start? I mean, I know it comes from a couple of different places that sort of coalesced into single entities. Or is that too broad a question? Um, Where do you think it started?
2: It comes from a lot of diff- I like to say, different places, and you had everybody conquering each other. Oh yeah, and traditions sliding back and forth between different people. Saint Nicholas, of course, is December fifth.
0: Yeah, and he was the, the actual real person. Real,
2: real person, uh, Nicholas Bishop of Myra. Okay.
0: Historical um, person can be found.
2: <laughs> can yeah, uh, like fourth of the century. Oh wow. Um, A.D. Yeah, so way back. It, it's hard to find a lot of original stuff, but they know he did exist. Now, Christmas or Yule, on the 25th, Christians picked that date to hide themselves during the persecutions during that, with Nero, because there's the Feast of Saturn, Satanaeus, which happens at the same time.
0: Yeah, there's like a lot of holidays in
2: December. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, what most people don't realize is that holiday was not originally on the 25th.
0: Yeah, as I understand biblically, isn't it supposed to be really
2: springish? Well, no. I'm just talking within the going from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. Yeah, the date was a lot closer to the winter solstice.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha.
2: Following you. And because of the adjustments in the calendar, it got shifted.
0: That must have been quite a mental shift. Well, had enough when we have daylight savings time, but
2: (laughs) (laughs) well. We were taught George Washington's birthday, both dates. Oh my! Old, old date and new. Wow. Word, new date, because huh. when he was president, they were still on the Julian calendar.
0: Oh wow, that's right. I thought that was much older than no, oh. no, no.
2: Uh, the uh, we did not accept that until. The late 1700s. I was about to say it was. Yeah, it was.
1: It was like 1680 or something like that when we actually like accepted the new calendar. How confusing for historians! Yeah, oh, it is.
2: It really is because you have to make adjustments for everything.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Okay, so that's the date that the early Christian cult, church, whatever, mm -hmm. were using to hide amongst the pagan revelers. Okay, right. That's
2: why we have that date. Now, at the evolution of Santa Claus White, that goes way back to the Lord of Misrule and the Yule celebrations in the 12th century with the Yule log and the tradition that still sometimes had in the Roman Catholic Church with the boy bishop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where everything is turned upside down. But the Lord of Misrule fell out of favor. Um, Henry VIII banned it. His son, Edward, banned it. Mary brought it back, and then Elizabeth went and banned it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, in that Catholic-Protestant-Catholic-Protestant Catholic-Protestant shuffle they were doing. It, it,
2: yeah, but by the time Henry was king, it was already falling out of disfavor.
0: Oh, okay.
2: It was just kind of, eh. And by that time, you started getting Sir Christmas and Captain hmm. Christmas and Good Lord Christmas.
1: Captain Christmas? Captain Sounds like a really crappy
0: Marvel. Character. I was thinking the same thing.
2: <laughs> and, but
0: the eventually
2: superhero. that evolved into Father Christmas. And then.
0: And that's more English area.
2: Very English. Santa Claus is from Cinder Claus, which is German for St. Nicholas. And when those came over in our colonies, they started getting blended together. And the English, as they typically do, start mispronouncing the German. (laughs) As they do. As they do. And it became Santa Claus.
0: I do remember reading that the only reason we, as in non-Germans, have the Christmas tree is because of Victoria and her German husband introducing it.
2: That is correct. But otherwise,
0: it was also, I would assume, sort of a pagan thing to, like, let's go bring a tree inside.
2: Well, it, it, it is a... Germanic uh, pagan icon but the, mis- the, the Christians took it <laughs> took it in as a um, symbol of eternal life
1: okay I have a question for Father Christmas alright in 1845 on Christmas a gentleman by the name of Charles Dickens published a Christmas carol
0: how do you ah. feel
2: about this story first off he didn't publish it all at once. Oh, did he not? He was, it was the king a cereal. Cereals. He invented ah. cereals.
0: That much I did know. Okay.
2: So Starting he, it was a chapter a day. That's kind of cool. So you read your first chapter and then it's like, what happens next? Um, it's
0: because of him we have the whole concept of suspense and, you know, like soap
2: operas. <laughs> you know, exactly. yeah. Else. Yes. Eventually we got the soap operas and we can thank Charles Dickens for that. Yay. He's probably spinning in his grave over that one.
0: Probably, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Over, but uh, keeping up with the Kardashians is probably <laughs> Dallas and Days of Our Lives
0: is more like it. But anyway, yeah.
2: but yeah, um, that goes back to the tradition of telling ghost stories totally during the Yule time, during Christmas, and what better type of ghost story than one that has a redemption arc?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And the spirits are so varied, like like in any film or stage production, the middle. Ghost, I think the present, right is the one who very much, I think, deliberately looks like our various portrayals of Santa Claus Father Christmas.
2: Deliberately. Order because Carol he described him that way?
0: Okay, <laughs> or, that's a different one. Or Carol Kane beating the crap out of Bill Murray. Okay, that oh. one's a slight departure. She looks like a violent Glinda, but okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Glinda off her meds.
0: Apparently. Right. She was very pretty, but... Punchy, but. <laughs>
2: And what's interesting is if you're watching the different versions of Christmas Carol, and you pay close attention to the three ghosts, there are little subtle details that are very different in each one. There's one detail, I forget which version it is, but Father Christmas is wearing a scabbard.
1: Yes, uh, I know what you're talking about.
2: But there's no sword in it. Huh? And Scrooge asks him, why? And it goes to Christopher, it looks at him, smiles, and says, Peace on Earth, goodwill toward men.
0: Oh, that's... Now, I wonder if that's from the novel itself. That's
2: actually in the novel.
0: I have not read it in a very long time.
2: So that's... There are always little subtle hints, like um, the cornucopia and the cup with the um, milk of human kindness in it. Mm -hmm. Those those are always varied just a little bit. And...
0: The premise of bounty, I guess. Yeah. Exactly,
2: yes. It alters. As does the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yeah. Most times it's seen more pleasantly, like through the, the rose colored glasses, except for one, I forget who she was, the actress who played the part. I think it was the Albert Finney one, the musical. And she was full of sass <laughs> the entire time. I mean, it was no-nonsense reminding him of what he had come from.
1: And, and I'm assuming that every ghost of Christmas future is death.
0: At minimum, it's always terrifying. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. speak.
2: He doesn't speak. Well, he's, he is the uncertainty of the future.
0: Um, um,
2: there's one version that's done. It's called An American Christmas Carol.
1: I have, I think I've seen this one.
2: Henry Winkler... Yes. part. Yep. Oh, my. And the ghost of Christmas future is not death. He's an <laughs> African-American gentleman, but he's not death. Interesting. He is the future. So it's a very different connotation. Oh, that's cool. This is very cool. Well, I know, like, in the
0: Muppets version, their uh, Christmas past is this sort of childlike entity. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. I think they tend to look, I don't know, I guess initially sort of inviting and like, oh, you can trust me. Right. <laughs> Never mind, I'm going to break your heart multiple times. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to remind you of
2: what you could have been.
0: Oh, yeah, that would be terrible.
2: <laughs> or, or what you started off with and screwed up. That's very unkind. Oh, yeah. But then again, it's a redemption arc, so you're going to be shown your mistakes.
0: So is Christmas Carol kind of an example or a typical example, I guess, of the... Christmas ghost story that you were speaking of earlier.
2: It's rather typical of the time. Um, it's like you said, you don't like the jump scares, and that's kind of some of the stuff that was been popular. St- not so much that it just swings you out completely, but gives you cold chills, kind of thing. Ooh. Yeah, sort of the
1: psychological
2: kind of. It, exactly, that was what was very popular at the time. Uh, the well, more, you know,
1: and also back then they didn't have the capabilities of CGI and
0: all that. Just and, sitting around the fireplace telling yeah, stories. Yeah, so
1: so sitting around the fireplace, you had to be as animated and as you know as psychological as you could because you couldn't look at somebody and go boo. Like I mean, you, you, yeah, could. It, <laughs> you could, but it, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be the
0: same effect. So exactly. Are there other iterations of you know Christmas characters that we haven't covered yet?
2: Oh, there, there, there are quite a few. Some are companions, and some of them are entities that exist in and of themselves. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, most of these, in my research, come from the mountainous alpine regions of Europe, or nice. the far north, where during Christmas winter is absolutely horrific. Okay, like deadly, <laughs> brutal. Yes, you, you don't want to. You don't want to be out. So.
0: I get kind of stories. unhappy when it's like forty degrees. I can only imagine,
2: <laughs> right? And some of these entities kind of reflect that cruelty. Now, I have one. I have a couple that aren't reflective of being cruel. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to go from the mainland to the British Isles real quick.
0: That sounds good. Yep,
2: go we're going to go to Wales.
0: Ooh, okay, where everything's impronounceable.
2: <laughs> Mary Lloyd. Oh, yeah, yeah is, a the, horse
0: yes, thing. the Christmas horse thing. Yes, the wassail horse. Um, I wondered what the heck that was about. Well, thank goodness of Facebook, I've seen posts about it, and I'm like, what is that?
2: Basically, it is a horse's skull with a sheet over it on a stick, and part of the wassailing tradition in Wales. Now, wassailing is very similar to what we call Christmas caroling.
0: So going door to door, assaulting people with music, hopefully they sing. And (laughs) expecting
2: to be fed for it. So
0: kind of Christmas trick-or-treating, kind of? Pretty much. In a way.
2: Yeah. Well, Merrill Lloyd is the one who knocks on the door. You open the door, and now you have to deal with Merrill Lloyd in one of two ways. They either give you a riddle that you have to solve, or you have basically a rap battle it's a, didn't they, wait, a, they called,
1: didn't they call that flighting?
2: Yes, they did. It rhymes back and forth.
0: Yeah, you if rhyme he, back and forth. It's flighting. That's kind of neat.
2: If I knew is, you had to
0: sort of out poetry somebody, yeah, but I wasn't. Yeah, that's it. You have to out yeah, poetry them. Yeah, it's eo rap battles. Exactly. <laughs> with a horse skull. That sounds yes. really kind of metal.
2: <laughs> if you lose, the group that's with him, you have to to the hot cider, the cakes. You have to. Entertain them.
0: Wonder how many groups the, of those if, come around.
2: <laughs> if if you win, they leave empty-handed.
0: Oh, and they just go to door to door.
2: They go they go leave. to the next one. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay, so that's not too bad. I'm sure they they probably win somebody.
2: Yep. <laughs> but most people will go ahead and relent and let them in. That sounds fun. Yeah. It,
0: it, if it's a little creepy.
2: It, it's a little creepy, but you know it's it's a fun creepy.
0: I would love to see something like that around fair on Father's Christmas <laughs> or <laughs> on the Pirates' Christmas. You should, you you should, in and you should challenge people to flighting.
2: <laughs> uh, they would win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we have the Welsh Mary Lloyd, mm-hmm. which sounds um,
2: one pictures of, of which
0: well, can be looked up. I know. Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> um. <clears throat> one of this is a more controversial figure in modern days. Um, one of St. Nicholas's companions is Vierkamp. Uh, it means Black Peter. I've started and- reading
0: articles about that. I had no idea about it, but I've seen articles recently about how this is not modern sensibility, shall we say?
2: Well, yeah. Um, it's usually a character in blackface dressed in Renaissance-style clothing. Um Okay. It is the black face that is the issue. Um, Understandable. And they, in Sweden, they've changed it to a different name that means sooty Pete.
0: Oh. And, and that his
2: face is just dirty.
0: Now Clearly going down the chimneys or something.
2: Or, or something. Um, <laughs> or
0: something. But
2: there is another character who appears kind of in dirty clothing that is a companion of Saint Nick. And. I'm. I'm not. I can't pronounce the German. But it means farmhand Rupert.
0: Okay. Farmhand so Rupert. Why does
2: it,
1: it? It sounds like someone who like the mafia hires to get rid of a body. You <laughs> mean Like I mean, it's like it's like you know what, Tony, go and get farmhand you Rupert.
2: Mm. Right. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: I think you mentioned to me when we were talking backstage once that there is a Rupert character in. Was it the Santa Claus movies? Like in the
2: Santa Claus movie, there is a the head elf. His yeah. name is Rupert.
0: Yeah, his name. Is oh, Rupert. okay. Yep. Which I and assume they did deliberately.
2: They did deliberately, but if you look at his clothing, the Renaissance patchwork. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Is the Black Pete?
0: Interesting. There, there.
2: Now, there's also the significance-
0: versions. I'm sorry. What is the significance of? Black Pete, other than the fact that he has quite a bit of controversy at the moment. What is his role as it is?
2: His role, well, he's also called Careth Noir, which is Black Peter. In that case, he's dressed in black. Ooh. He is um, basically St. Nicholas's manservant. He has switches and coal for the bad children. He doesn't beat them, but this is what he leaves behind instead of their gifts.
0: So kind of the similar... Uh, I guess, purpose as Krampus, but a less terrifying individual.
2: Well, here's the little twist in that. Pierre Tenor gets the bad children's gift that they would have gotten if they'd been good. Okay.
0: Say that again? No, okay. no, no. <laughs> I didn't quite follow that.
2: <laughs> all right. St. Nicholas has gifts for all children. Yes. The good children get the gift. The bad children get switches and from from Black Peter. And Black Peter... Gets G- their gift from St.
0: Nicholas. Oh, okay. Yeah, he gets so, it. That's
2: <laughs> Yeah. So, you know you have a gift, but you're not getting it. <laughs> hey, Timmy, look
1: at this PS5. Guess who's getting it? Eat.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what you would have gotten if you weren't a brat. Exactly. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I kind of like it.
2: Well, which leads us into a Finnish character. Ooh. It's called the Yule Cat. I have heard of the Yule Cat. This is a cat as big as a house. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. If you don't get new clothes before Christmas Eve, usually because you're lazy, this cat eats you.
0: Yes. So literally it's the cat of the fashion police.
2: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Now I wonder how that came about. That sounds like someone... It, I don't know, where whoever created this is like, you must go shopping! For reasons.
2: <laughs> Actually, it's more of... The, from the wool industry in Finland, the people that carted the wool were paid with new clothing when they finished the job. Oh, okay. So, in order to get them to hurry up, they told this story. Because <laughs> if you didn't get it done by Christmas Eve, this cat was going to eat you because you were lazy.
1: Nowadays, if the Amazon guy doesn't show up, he gets eaten by a Black Panther. Oh, my God. That's so weird. So that's the Yule Cat. Yule Cat. He also sits on top of your house and randomly knocks crap off your ceiling.
2: (laughs) And also (laughs) from Finland are the Yule Lads. Yule Lads. There are 13 of these guys. Huh. And... They start showing up December 12th, and the last one leaves January 6th. So, all the way through the 12 days of Christmas, I guess. mm -hmm. And they're mostly harmless. They are pranksters. They pull all (laughs) kinds of tricks. Um, One of them steals milk. Rude. One of them steals the leftovers that are left in pots. One of them likes to slam doors, especially at night, waking people up.
1: They're like a a, a Christmas biker gang.
2: (laughs) They're they're like Christmas gremlins. Yeah. Um,
0: How did this come about? Are they just...
2: Well... Is it like
0: somebody finished the leftovers and blamed it on the
2: the Christmas lads? Pretty much. I mean, that's kind of how you you have your old stories of uh, the cobalts and things that get into your house and play all kinds of tricks. Fair enough. These are them, and they all have names, which I am I am not going to butcher the Icelandic language and try and pronounce
1: Understood. them. Understood. Martha, where is my pumpkin pie, you lads?
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or Absolutely. they'll say the, the name. Um, yeah. Who's more frightening is their mother. Uh-oh. First off, Deyla. having boys is terrifying. Uh, She's actually mentioned in the Eda of uh, Norse mythology. And what was her name again? Gryla. Gryla. G-R-Y-L-A. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, She's a giantess. So she could afford to have 13 boys. Right. She, well, you don't want to be out when she's out because... um, will take out your insides and stuff it with straw. Ew.
1: So instead of making a, uh, I don't know, like a voodoo doll of Mm -hmm. you, she makes a voodoo doll of you.
2: Quite literally. And her favorite dish is the stew of naughty children, made of naughty children.
1: Well then.
2: Yeah, she's kind of on the level with crampness.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds well i think we are about not that we're out of questions but we're about <laughs> out of time yeah, for um real. so i will say thank you so yeah. much for your time thank you and sharing all this dark side of the yule season with us and our listeners and even some light side stuff too absolutely mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's kind I of
2: hard really not it. to share both sides at the same time
1: yeah it re- it, i can understand that it really
0: is and thank you to our listeners all over Please feel free to join our Facebook and let us know what are some of the creepy holiday traditions in your part of the world, or part of the country, or wherever you are. We do have, as we have often said, our Patreon up and going, so just look for Southern Fried Spooky if you'd like to contribute to our virtual tip jar on a monthly basis. Yep, and keep us going. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, because six hours of editing is killing me. You poor, poor thing. (laughs) I'm Carolina Girl. And I'm your very tired Florida man. And we are wishing you a dark and chilly Christmas. Compliments of the season. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all. Uh,
1: okay, so underneath the Christmas tree, I wish Santa would bring me a nice new editor. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a bigger coffee cup. I, I have plenty of those. I'll take more, but I want an editor. <laughs> just, just wrap him up, put him underneath the tree. We're going to be getting into human trafficking, apparently. <laughs> Maybe.